0: Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB.
1: Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community.
0: Each week we explore the issues events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally.
1: We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more.
0: Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks
1: for listening to Blooming Out.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I am not Frankie Presloff.
3: <laughs> I am Ireland Meacham.
0: <laughs> I'm Justin Robertson. <laughs>
2: And I'm Melanie Davis. Tonight we have T.L. Jordan as our guest. She is here to talk about her work and the formation of a new PFLAG chapter in Bloomington. But first, how's everyone been doing? Frankie? 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 (laughs) Frankie is not with us tonight, rather obviously, uh, as he is out attending the uh, opening gala of his uh, new project, Frankie's Closet. Uh, It's there to... Uh, help foster kids find resources and help and support that they need to build uh, themselves up. So that's really great. Um, Ireland?
3: I'm having a pretty good week. I don't know. How have you guys been?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. seems like we were just here. Yeah. Has a week happened? mm -hmm. I don't know. It flies by. (laughs) It does fly by.
3: Mm -hmm. I'm just so busy with class. It's already so much. It's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. But... So we'll get through.
2: <laughs> nothing else but classes going
3: on with you. Mm, not really. Not really. Just <laughs> just doing my thing. <laughs> awesome. Oh, good. Justin, I'm glad you could be here.
0: I, you know, I don't even remember. <laughs> <since> <laughs> last week. <laughs> wow. I know. It um, is fast. Nothing terribly exciting, I don't think. But, um, you know, just preparing for the snow, just like I mm-hmm. did last week, and it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know.
2: You get the milk
3: and the yeah toilet paper and cooked and then, all of these things and that was right. kind of fun. Oh, be know. careful with the milk though. Have you seen those notices that we shouldn't no. be drinking milk because because of the government shutdown? Um, milk isn't getting inspected like it should be, and it's it's not safe to drink right so now. Is know. what I heard. Thank yeah. you no milk, yeah. no, no fresh. Milk. Vegetables. Go for soy milk or yeah. something else. Okay. Are they exp- are they like you know? I mean, eventually, out the almonds be,
2: and the soy beans and. All I mean, that
3: stuff. I assume so. I guess it's just the the, you know, regular milk that you should watch out for. Just get dry okay. and milk but And constitute it.
2: Good yeah. tip. Yeah. Good to know.
0: What about you, Melanie?
2: Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, <laughs> I, I don't remember either. No, it's. <laughs> Ireland don't pretty get dull age. I've been working, working, working. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of flies by in a, a blur. I got. Uh, uh closets organized you did well, that's yeah. a huge project <laughs> and uh, and kind of got my washing machine working again so woo awesome yeah that's you. exciting <laughs> <laughs> but it's a busy week in news so let's see what's going on it is
0: it is a busy week in news um so second lady karen pence will teach art part-time at a Christian school in the Washington suburbs that does not allow gay students, gay parents, or gay employees to be part of its community. Pence will teach elementary art two days a week at Emmanuel Christian School in Springfield, Virginia. The second lady previously taught at the school for more than a decade when her husband, Vice President Mike Pence, was a member of Congress. In Emmanuel Christian School's parent agreement, it states that the school can refuse admission to an applicant if, quote, the atmosphere or conduct within a particular home, the activities of a parent or guardian, or the activities of the student are counter to or in opposition to the biblical lifestyle the school teaches. The agreement goes on to state that it includes participating in, supporting, or condoning sexual immorality, homosexual activity, or bisexual activity, promoting such practices, or being unable to support the moral principles of the school. The parental agreement continues, I acknowledge the importance of a family culture based on biblical principles and embrace biblical family values, such as a healthy marriage between one man and one woman. My role as spiritual mentor to my children will be taken seriously," unquote. The employee application also states that applicants must understand that the term marriage has only one meaning, the uniting of one man and one woman in a single exclusive covenant union as delineated in the Scripture. The agreement also lists disqualifying qualifications, including heterosexual activity outside of marriage e.g. premarital sex cohabitation extramarital sex homosexual or lesbian sexual activity polygamy transgender identity any other violation of the unique roles of male and female sexual harassment use or viewing of pornographic materials or websites, and sexual abuse or improperties towards minors as defined by scripture and federal or state law. Pence's husband, Vice President Mike Pence, has in the past come under fire for his views on the gay community. The vice president has previously expressed support for the controversial practice of gay conversion therapy, voicing his support for federal funding to treat people seeking to change their sexual behavior. Karen Pence, in a statement on Tuesday, said she excite she is excited to be back in the classroom and doing what I love to do, which is teach art to elementary students. So, oh. <laughs> what do we think well, about this?
3: I have a question: Is this a private school or is this yes. a publicly funded school? No, no. It's, it's a private schools school. Christmas okay,
2: school. all right. Yes. Yeah, and have they read scripture about marriage? <laughs> because I well- mean. One man and one woman is never how it's really been described there. So, really, yeah. Well, I mean, you Are, look at Solomon. How many wives and concubines and girls on the side, well, and you know. Well, you that's know. what I
0: always wonder: is what do they pick and throw out from biblical scripture?
2: Right, um, right. half of it.
0: Because I, I had to make a note <laughs> that uh, St. Paul's advice in Timothy two twelve, uh, the saint says, "I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She right. must be silent." So, right. so exactly. she can't be a teacher. Or she can't yeah. teach boys.
3: Mm, yeah, that's too bad. Or she can't teach boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I that. mean, I think it's just, you know, schools like this and, and organizations that that put out these rules for themselves, they rely on and they, you know, chalk it up to the Bible. Oh, that's the Bible. That's what the Bible says. But they rely on the fact that a lot of people who are like religious and or practice Christianity don't. Go and read through the Bible, and a lot of people don't know what's you know, they don't do their Everything research, right. they just believe yeah. what they're told, so they're just relying on that, is what I think. But
2: well, and and we had uh, an example here with uh, uh in the news this summer, uh, or is it the spring, the Lighthouse Academy, uh, right. and they're oh, yeah, they're um, uh, so these are this is happening at schools across the nation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, here in Washington D.C. and Virginia and all across the nation. There are these private schools who uh, are allowed to do this. The problem that I see might be in uh, funding because not all of these schools are, are not getting funding. I think that was the problem with Lighthouse was that there was a, a, a question of uh, do they get any public funds or are they supported in any way um, because that would be seen as supporting religion, right? Uh, if they were, and uh, right now I can't remember off the top of my head whether they received funds or not. But I think it was mostly just the uh, the entry. Uh,
0: what was the issue at Lighthouse?
2: It was they. They had a it similar. It was the same thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Against gay people and.
2: Uh, LGBT trans people in general. LGBTQ. Yeah. People. So specifically mm. that they. I don't know that they're. Uh, um, Admissions went into all the detail about, like, you know, you can't really do anything that's not biblically prescribed. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I know that that specifically was a a hang-up issue. So Mm -hmm. they had
0: issues for uh, the heterosexual community in here, too, which was sort of interesting. Right, right. Cohabitation, things that uh, you don't really think about as being a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. none of this should be a problem, well, except for sexual harassment, of course. So.
2: Oh, and, and, you know, yeah. I mean, there's some things in here that are very good you don't want to, you don't want everybody doing. But the for her to be a, a, such a public figure and uh, for this even news to come out, she's only doing it two days a week. I mean, right. it's not mm-hmm. like she needs the job, or she's. It, this is this is something to put out there as a, a visual to right. others. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, hey, check this out. This is what we espouse. This is what we're right. doing. So, right. I
0: mean, she is a, a role model. So, what does it say that she would teach in a school like this? Oh, right. Because we we've talked before in other episodes, she's giving permission to, you know, have a bias right against the LGBTQ community.
3: Right, right. So. Yeah. Well, um, I have another story. Uh, it's pretty, um, pretty dark. So uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, around 40 people have been detained and another two are um, have been killed in the latest crackdown on Chechnya's LGBT community, Russian activists say. The new wave of persecution started at the end of December, the Russian LGBT network says in a statement on Monday. Mass detentions began after authorities accessed the administrator's contacts through his phone, according to the Associated Press. Um, I think that was uh, talking about um, a leader in the LGBTQ community in Mm -hmm. Russia, yeah. And um, the Russian LGBT network says it learned of the situation in the beginning of January. Authorities in Chechnya, uh, which is a southwestern republic in Russia, known for being conservative and predominantly Muslim, have denied targeting the LGBT community. Ramzan Kadyrov, its leader, told the Interfax News Agency in twenty seventeen that gay people simply do not exist. Quote, in Chechen society, there is no such thing as non traditional orientation, he said. The Russian LGBT network says authorities are unwilling not only to stop the persecution but also to acknowledge the fact of of illegal detentions tortures and killings of LGBT people in Chechnya the group says it has relocated 150 people who are living in danger still local police make every effort to prevent victims from leaving the region or applying to the courts in the future uh, says the group's head Igor Kochkov attacks on gay people in Chechnya aren't new unfortunately in 2017, Chechen police and mili- military officials rounded up men they suspected of being gay, tortured them with electric devices, and encouraged family members to engage in honor killings, according to the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. One witness said the police officers told relatives, either you kill your kid or we will do it for you. Women and girls have also been detained, beaten, raped, and killed, the, reported sta- the report stated. Anonymous members of online groups catering to the LGBT community are urging people in the area to delete information from their phones, change their numbers, and destroy their devices, Russian news site Meduza reported. President Vladimir Putin backed an investigation into the reported deaths and torture of gay men in Chechnya, but federal authorities said they found no evidence of maltreatment. The waves of violence come years after Putin signed a gay propaganda measure into federal law in 2013. Human Rights Watch said it had, quote, a deeply damaging effect on LGBT children and contributed to an intensification of stigma, um, harassment, and violence against LGBT people in Russia. Putin has said that being gay is not a crime. Quote, what's more, homosexual people can't feel inferior here because there is no professional career or professional career or social discrimination against them. Uh... RUSA LGBT, an activist group that started in 2008, announced in a Facebook message that they have plans for a vigil in New York near Russian near the Russian consulate. It called the events in Chechnya a genocide and accused the Russian government of covering up these atrocities. atrocities. Um, Rainbow Railroad uh, has been working with the local gay population helping them identify safe routes for escape. That's an organization, I guess, based in Russia. Mm -hmm. And um, you can see how you can help at www.rainbowrailroad.com, which is unbelievable that this is happening in 2019. But I guess, you know, we're, you know, in America, our judgment's kind of clouded on how Mm -hmm. the rest of the world still handles, um, you know, the LGBTQ community, you know. Well, and and uh, I'm drawing a parallel
2: here. Um, so the there have been there, there's that uh, memo passed around about uh, creating a biological based uh, gender uh, um, standard, <coughs> and that would effectively. Uh, right trans people out of existence. Right, and mm-hmm. what did the leader say? You know, there can't be that because that doesn't exist in our society. <laughs> right. So there's right. this yeah. erasure. Right. There's this desire for erasure among people of a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and you know, we only need to look to see what's going on there. Honor killings.
3: You know, yeah. and and uh-huh. all this. This That's is deeply horrifying. Right. I mean.
0: It's very disturbing. We had done a story on this earlier, a few months ago, and it still seems like things are very grim. And he's not the only one that keeps saying this. I mean, I feel like it's been said for years that homosexuals or transgender people do not exist. Right.
3: Right. I just... (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, the fact that Putin is saying, you know... I mean, he's actively signed legislation that harms the LGBT community, and... um, He's saying, yeah. you know, oh, there's we're, we're not discriminating against them. No one's discriminating against them. And, I mean, just, right. like, clearly backtracking on what he's, what he's saying. Well, I don't know. It's, it's just obfuscation, right? right it's right. like,
2: oh, well, we're doing such a great job for these people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no.
0: But yet they don't exist. Mm-hmm. So but they don't exist,
2: do. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, and it's what did Trump say when he's holding the pride flag upside down? You know, yeah. I'm here for... The LGBT community right. uh, no no so yeah this this is an extreme of what can happen and you know it it's it's a continuation of a policy that was never how do you address this right I mean, it's a uh, it's Chechnya they're locked away they're under protection you can't get to them with we, the West can't get to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah Um, Mm -hmm. That's just, it's terrible. (laughs) Um, To lighten it up a little bit, I'll read one. From Politico, newly sworn in Kansas Governor Laura Kelly has signed an executive order restoring protections to LGBTQ state employees as her first official act in office. She stated in an official tweet, As my first official act as governor, I am reinstating protections to state employees who are gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. Um... EO 2019 02 restores rights that were taken away in recent years. Discrimination of any kind has no place in Kansas. It will not be tolerated, which is beautiful to hear from yes. Kansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, those protections <laughs> were put in place by former Governor Kath, uh, Kathleen Sebelius in 2007 and stripped away by the previous and infamous Governor, uh, San Brownback, in 2015. The new executive order also expands the policy, including government contractors under protect, the protections. Representative Susan Ruiz uh, and Braden Woodward are planning to introduce a bill to add sexual orientation and gender identity to the state's nondiscrimination law. Both Ruiz and Woodward are out members of the LGBTQ community. Kelly has stated that she would sign that bill.
0: Well, that's wonderful.
2: Good yeah. news. Good news. <laughs> <For> it's always <laughs> nice to have some good news in, yes. in the mix. Well, and after all the bad news coming out of Kansas with Brownback and, right. and just, I mean, he was in the news so much. He loved being there and uh, getting his name out. And um, Kansas seemed like a bleak place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they took it and turned it around.
3: Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I have another um, good news story. Um, some happy, happy news. The New York State Senate has passed the Gender Expression Non-Discrimination Act, or GENDA, which adds gender identity as a protected class in housing, employment, and public accommodations. After 16 years of attempts, the New York State Legislature has finally passed a bill that protects transgender people from discrimination. In 100 to 40 and 42 to 19 votes on Tuesday morning, respectively, the State Assembly and the State Senate voted to pass the Gender Expression Non-description, Non-Discrimination Act, which adds gender identity as a protected class in the areas of housing, employment, and public accommodations again. Uh, this is truly a historic day, said Eric Lesh, Executive Director of the LGBT Bar Association of Greater New York. Um He said we are finally welcoming a fairer and more equal New York because of the bold and tireless leadership of trans and gender nonconforming New Yorkers. Gender, which Governor Andrew Cuomo has pledged to sign into law, will solidify protections for the estimated 78,600 transgender adults who live in the state, according to the Williams Institute at the UCLA, UCLA School of Law, especially those who live outside of New York City, where the Human Rights Commission has had similar protections in place since 2002. Governor Cuomo, who commented the pas- the passage of Genda shortly after the Senate vote, signed a 2015 executive order that barred anti-transgender discrimination. But as the Trump administration has shown, LGBT protections that aren't enacted through legislation are all too easily rolled back. But even though Genda cleared the state assembly eight times since 2008, the historically Republican-controlled New York State Senate never voted in favor of the measure. Last year, for instance, Genda died in a Senate committee, in a Senate committee on the losing end of a five to four vote after clearing the assembly in a 100 to 43 vote. In the meantime, as Lesh noted, several states, even those with much less progressive reputations than New York, like Utah and Iowa, have enacted their own gender identity protections. New York, Lesh told the Daily Beast, has been, quote, sadly, very behind in catching up to the urgent need that we face to protect transgender people. Indiana, of course, is still nowhere near adding sexual orientation or gender identity to statewide protections.
0: Well, good for New York. Yeah, I'm yeah, good sort for New surprised York. it took so long right. with mm-hmm. a progressive place like New York. Mm-hmm. And shame on Indiana. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. We need to get that started.
2: Well, and, and this is a uh, danger of uh, incre- incrementalism, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, back in the, was it the 90s, Barney Frank was trying to mm-hmm. – uh, uh, use us, the trans people as uh, <clears throat> leverage to get uh, protections for uh, LGB people and the T's were thrown under the bus and the idea was you can come back later and get agenda uh, put in place um, and that just doesn't really work all that often but mm-hmm. here it has and that's great mm-hmm. and it's it's nice to see it but <clears throat> the idea that you can, um, just, get bit by bit, people add people on, it takes so long, mm-hmm. you know, and how how much um, uh, how much injustice happens because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, why can't we just pull everything together and put everybody on the non-discrimination thing? Why does it have to be? Oh well. Trans people or whoever—they're uh, not that big a deal right now. We can do that maybe later, but they're they're hot button. Yeah,
0: yeah, why do you have to pick and choose? Which, why not just everybody? Yeah, that's a really good point, Melanie.
2: And I don't know. I'm. Um, uh,
0: you need to go into government.
2: I, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I. I was
2: talking about that earlier. Oh, do you really? saw that in Frankie's? No, post? Uh, I did not. I was having a, a discussion about the parking. Uh, situation here in Bloomington, mm-hmm. and I said, "You have a solution. I, maybe I should <laughs> run for uh, run for city council." And <laughs> you should, gonna yeah. go for you. Yeah. I should get my. You know, clothes
0: all washed when they need to be, and <laughs> folded and put away.
2: <laughs> then we'll talk about city government.
0: I'd vote for a person that could handle that—getting <laughs> all their clothes washed and put away—and solve the parking problem. Mm-hmm. I think. That well, then nice. you're not voting for me then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it together. And I will try. Maybe I will. <laughs>
2: no, but seriously, you know, back to this. This is this is something that. um and I was talking with my brother about states' rights and, and, you know, the original United States of America and how, you know, if you didn't like your, your conditions in one state, you moved to a different state that had different conditions. And wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody could move to California who liked to have equal rights? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but that's not the way it is. Right. You know, we are citizens of the United States. So therefore, this really needs to be a national issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, we can pass these little protections and stuff, and and that helps, but it really needs to be taken up by federal government. I agree. That's where I'm at.
0: (laughs) Great. Um, And now for something more local from Indiana Public Media. Shelly Fitzgerald, a Roncalli High School guidance counselor, was placed on paid administrative leave last August after her marriage to a woman became public. Now she's filed a discrimination claim against the high school and the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. Fitzgerald took the first step to file discrimination lawsuit against the Arch- Archdiocese of Indianapolis and in Ron Roncalli High School last week. Her lawyer, David Page, says a lawsuit wouldn't be for personal gain. Page says, quote, If this were about dollars and cents, this case would probably have a pretty good chance at getting resolved. But it's about fundamental policy changes that she is seeking in order to ensure others are treated fairly, unquote. Fitzgerald first announced her intention to sue at a press conference in November. There she laid out her requests, including Archdiocese of Indianapolis's change that Archdiocese of Indianapolis change its contracts for employees by allowing staff to be in same-sex marriages, extend spousal benefits to employees in a same-sex marriage. Offer jobs to former LGBTQ employees fired by the archdiocese due to the current contract. Quote, it is my mission to simply convince the Catholic Church and Catholic high schools across the U.S. to implement positive and permanent policy changes that affirm the LGBT plus community, Fitzgerald said in November. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission will review the charge. The process is takes on, the process takes on an average of 10 months. If approved, Fitzgerald can file a lawsuit in federal court. However, commission investigators may also recommend Fitzgerald, Roncalli, and the Archdiocese of Indianapolis continue negotiations outside of a courtroom. Page, Fitzgerald's lawyer, said in November, he anticipates the EEOC will approve the claim. Fitzgerald's story received national, national attention after she appeared on Ellen DeGeneres' talk show in September. In August 2018, she says her marriage certificate was turned over to the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and Roncalli High School. Officials told Fitzgerald she could dissolve her marriage, resign, or quietly finish out her contract. Archdiocese of Indianapolis released a statement <laughs> saying neither it nor Ron Kelly High School discriminated against Fitzgerald. <sighs> <laughs> okay, and uh, this is what they quote this is a quote from them. Miss Fitzgerald signed and agreed to a min- ministerial job description in her employment contract that she live in accordance with the teachings of the Catholic Church. Miss Fitzgerald has acknowledged that she breached her contract by entering into a marriage that is not valid in the eyes of the Catholic Church, unquote. At the press conference in November, the newly elected state senator, J.D. Ford of Indianapolis, voiced his support for Fitzgerald. Ford is Indiana's first openly gay state senator and has voiced support for the LGBT community. And we had him on the show
2: mm-hmm.
0: a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Uh, last week, he filed a bill that would not allow private schools with discriminatory policies to receive school vouchers, which allows some parents to apply public school dollars towards private school tuition. Ron Cowley received about $1.5 million of state funds last year in school vouchers. Shortly after Fitzgerald's announcement in November, a second Ron Roncalli guidance counselor filed an EEOC discrimination charge against the school and the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. The second counselor, Lynn Starkey, said in a press release, the school principal asked Starkey about her civil union with a woman, and she answered truthfully. The release said as a gay person, she feels uncomfortable at Ron Roncalli. Fitzgerald remains with Ron Kelly High School on paid administrative leave.
3: That's a great I mean, update. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, it's it's her personal life. Why should it matter? I mean, I know it's, you know, uh, they they have a problem with it because it it goes against their beliefs and values, but I mean, there's nothing that I mean, she's not doing anything to 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 affect anyone else but herself you know
2: well she's setting an example as their arguments, mm. you know for the students and if the students know that she's and you know living out as a lesbian with a wife and uh living a normal life well what is that gonna what's that gonna say for their teachings mm. and the voucher thing is i think what the uh, problem with the lighthouse academy was yeah yeah mm-hmm. public funding yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah
0: That makes a difference. (laughs) It's supposed to be separation of uh, state and church, church and state, Mm -hmm. right?
3: Um, Well, quote unquote.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll we'll hopefully see some more on this later on. But it's time for community updates and a short music break. Lucas, take it away. So.
4: Yeah, next coming up, next, coming up, next I just want to know why Why you gotta go and lie. You know, I'm just trying to fly. What about you? Are you gonna ride? How do I know you gonna ride? Cause you know I'm so damn high Tell me, are you going to ride? Right. Left hand on the wheel, got my cup up front Had to refill it up, right. spilled the first one Made it too strong, now I've done it too much I make a couple lefts and I make a quick right Had a lot of the green and a little of the light Wonder why you even let me drive You just gotta let me know What it is you're here for If it's money then you can't go I just wanna know why Why you gotta go and lie You know I'm just trying to fly you are you gonna know you're gonna know I'm so damn high. You were just listening to the song Car by indie uh, local artist Solomon. Um, they are an R&B artist from Indianapolis and they would like to spread love and happiness through connection in their music. Um, love to play locals on the show. We're going to look at the community calendar now. Um, looks like on the 18th of January, that's Friday, we have the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Breakfast at Cloverleaf South Restaurant in Bloomington, and that's at 10 a.m. And with that, I'm going to throw it back over to Blooming Out.
3: (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't
5: don't know. know. (laughs) A
2: a true millennial. Oh, so we're online now. Hi, we're on the air. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back. You have been listening to Solomon uh, with CAR, and I just want to mention that again to, to throw that name out there. So support them. Uh, We'd like to welcome to the show, Teal Jordan. Uh, She's a queer mom of two kids, one of whom is trans and polysexual. The other one identifies as transhuman to cat. Former journalist and public school teacher of the English language arts and comparative religion, fifth-year PhD student in literacy and curriculum studies at IU's Wright School of Education. (sighs) Her Her dissertation. Her uh, research focuses on the experiences of parents of trans youth in their communities, families, schools, and healthcare institutions. She's also been spearheading the creation of a new PFLAG chapter in Bloomington. That's a lot going on.
5: I'm
0: tired. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I'm very tired. So welcome to the show.
5: Wow. It's so good Hi. to
0: have Yay. you. Yeah.
2: We should have like the applause button.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a good idea. I,
5: I'm, I feel honored to be here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank
2: you. And for we'll well such, you. such short notice too. I, I okay. just asked you, was it Friday? So that
0: Something was like that. yeah. <laughs> so uh, how did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. No, you're the head house today. I you I've been
2: to, talking the whole time. You're so the, talking head. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the talking head. Okay. The
5: talking head house.
0: How how did you get involved in P flag? What was your impetus?
5: So, um. Okay. Me. I think where to start with this. Um. I first of all, I noticed a, a sort of general. Lack of um, activities and things to do as a as a queer parent, first mm-hmm. of all, with kids like in this in our community. That because um, we haven't had
0: a P flag in some time,
5: right? Correct. So apparently, and I just learned this today, um, that there was a P flag chapter back in the nineties here in Bloomington mm-hmm. that was um, started by a family whose um, son had AIDS, mm-hmm. and um, Subsequently, he's passed. Um, but I think that chapter some phased out somewhere in the late mid to late nineties, hmm. um, and I I only learned about that today from actually my professor, oh, okay. <laughs> of anthropology professor. Um, and then there is a White River Valley P flag that mm-hmm. sort of has historically kind of encompassed Bloomington and Spencer uh, okay. and out in rural areas okay. around Spencer, and when they began their chapter. Uh, I'm not even sure when Kathy started um, her chapter. But their initial meetings were in Bloomington, but nobody from Bloomington was attending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all the people who were attending were actually like residents of Spencer. So they were driving to Bloomington, um, even though they all lived in Spencer. <laughs> and, and they were all coming to Bloomington <laughs> right, to have right, these meetings. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, they, they've moved their their meetings to Spencer, and they're blessed in having like the pride Organization like Spencer Pride has a building, so they meet there, and um, they meet at the same time where there's um, a youth group in Spencer called mm-hmm. Iris. Mm-hmm. So they have their meetings at the same time, so there there can be adults present,
3: okay. um,
5: that kind of thing. So th- the the person who started that, Kathy Wyatt, she's the regional director for PFLAG uh-huh. and um, how I got involved in this was um, my my son came out as trans a year ago. And even though I've been involved in the queer community for like since I was nineteen in different states, um, and I study queer stuff, um, <laughs> when when and, and I've been a teacher, so I've had you know I've been a sponsor of gay straight alliances in different mm-hmm. schools, and mm-hmm. and so I've seen you know involved in these things from different perspectives. When my own son came out as trans, um, I had this a moment that lasted for literally the last year because yesterday was his uh, one-year anniversary of coming out to us as trans, coming out to me and my uh, other child. I've never felt so lonely and lost in my whole life. Um, I had this grand realization that there's so much involved Mm -hmm. to caring for my child and helping my child become his truest self that I had no resources for. Mm -hmm. I had no, I, I didn't know any other parents of Of kids who were trans Mm -hmm. and so I had no one to ask about hormones at what age and what about surgeries and you know what's I I just I I didn't have anybody to talk to and um, so then that led me to seeking out people like just actively trying to find doctors people therapists counselors friends parents anybody who could help help me walk through these decisions that I've had to make for my son that are potentially, I mean, they're life-changing, they're, right. you know, things that, decisions that I'm making now are going to influence his life forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and um, and that's a lot of power I never expected to have in this particular mm-hmm. way. Um, and so, just basically looking for other parents helped me realize, like, there really is a need here um, in this community for... Um, a, a place for parents to come together and support each other mm-hmm. right. um, to ask questions openly, to, um, get information, mm-hmm. to, um, share, uh, come together to advocate, which is the purpose of PFLAG. So that's how I ended up sort of falling into, um, instead of, uh, we actually, Mel and I discussed this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> early <laughs> last year
2: yeah.
5: was, um, do we create our own standalone organization that supports a sp- a very very like specific population of, of young people here and parents or do we go with a, an organization like PFLAG which is a national organization so they to some degree they're limited in scope but on the other hand they have um, resources and they have established knowledges and they've got um, lobbyists mm-hmm. in Washington and um, things like that that have been kind of built over over years. So then we chose to go with PFLAG yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> um, to access their resources, and the PFLAG it, mission is education, support, and advocacy. So it's a three-pronged arm that um, we hope to touch on and help people with all of, through all, all arms. Of yeah, We want to hug you with our <laughs> PFLAG arms, <laughs> I don't know.
0: And how many members do you have in Bloomington now?
5: So we don't, okay, oh. that's the the that's <laughs> okay. story, all right. is that- They're um, all on Spencer. <laughs> <they're> all on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is, uh, we're, we're I'm here because we're having our first meeting, okay. actually. Um, January 30th um, is our first kind of, I guess it's a kind of like a call out meeting to
2: somebody. Great. Call out mm-hmm. potluck, trying to figure out what the needs
5: are, see yeah. if uh, we can get more input, um,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Yeah, so partially, it's taken a long time to get to this point because, as a as as a chapter of a national nonprofit organization, we have lots of paperwork to fill out and lots of steps to go mm-hmm. through and that kind of thing. So we've been in talks about this for what oh, uh, nine months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And oh, yeah, it was the case like of the spring. It's basically like a birth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, it's, we we're birthing a P flag baby. Um, and right now, we're a little bit stymied. So all of our paperwork has been accepted with with, Bloomington, with PFLAG. We have a name. We are PFLAG Bloomington, mm-hmm. um, so that's our chapter name officially, but we can't advertise that we are officially PFLAG Bloomington official yet because we don't have our EIN number um, from the federal government because Uh-oh. the IRS is um, ha- um, on a furlough. Yeah. Oh uh. <laughs> why is that? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so there's nobody to to um, accept our work. Apparently, our paperwork to okay. get. Our no kidding. I yes. was okay with the huh.
2: shutdown until this very Into moment. This,
0: yeah. Wow. yeah. This yeah. is just—it's unacceptable. I'm so now. sorry, <gasps> but I'm I'm so happy that you've done that. I mean, it's it's really great. It's interesting that. Spencer is always sort of ahead of us, I guess. Isn't it? Although I mean, we did have P flag before. So, right. and Bloomington is a very progressive town, mm-hmm. and I think Melanie, you had said to me that people for a time didn't feel there was a need for it. Oh, there's perhaps, like there's or?
2: well, okay, so we don't have a gay neighborhood. We don't have right. a gay culture here. We have one right. one, you know, LGBT bar, yeah, uh, a- anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Uncle has yeah. is we gone. Uncle is gone. We used to have three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. The accepting nature of the people here and the culture of Bloomington has kind of rendered the need for the underground uh, uh, queer society to to be maintained right? Yeah. So but what I'm seeing also mm. is uh, all these kids uh, who are coming out nowadays mm. who that I mean this wasn't this was not a you know flag was centered around uh, support of adult LGBT folk back in the 70s um mm. And and then during the AIDS crisis, and so it's been you know older adults uh, supporting and coming together for support, uh, but ar- centered around their adult children. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's yeah. it's a different it's a different dynamic, completely different. Mm-hmm. It's parents who are young who have uh, uh, Generation X and Millennials have mm-hmm. much more accepting uh, nature for LGBT folk. However, now their kids are coming out, and what does that mean yeah. so even what does it mean for uh you know to be trans non mm-hmm. uh, uh the l g or b you know right. lesbian gay or bi what what is that going to look like
5: and what do i what do i do you know how is yeah. how's mm-hmm. that and in a i think it's a in a little bit of of polling research um Somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, I think it's around 70% of young people identify as bisexual. What's the percent? Like, 70%. Wow. Of young young people? people. Yeah. Hmm. Like, between 16 and 28. Like, it's this... Interesting. In in this particular polling research that was done, it was this huge number, Um, and, and yet, their parents aren't necessarily, whether they're bi or, you know, trans or questioning or whatever, aren't necessarily informed or know what that entails mm-hmm. or are going to be accepting. And I know personally, um, working in a school here in Bloomington, where I was sort of a- ad hoc um, advising a gay-straight alliance, um, you know, I had a, 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 a trans girl whose parent, whose mother dropped her on the side of the road and kicked her out, oh, dropped her off in God. front of Kroger mm. because she came out as trans. Um, and there was really nothing I could do to help. I made, oh. I, I, as, as I said earlier, I'm a mandatory reporter. I I made a, a report to the state and and then it just happened again. and. My son has asked me if like three of his friends could come live with us, three different of his friends no. because trans friends um, who are young and in high school because their yeah. parents want to kick them out yeah yeah because they're not supportive so we need a we need a space that yes, it is community for already accepting parents, but we also need a space that informs and supports parents who don't know anything and I think that that was a, a, a big wake-up call for me was like hey I know I know so much in theory I know so much about my own life and yet there's this whole other aspect that I I didn't realize was was had so many details um I, I spent more time in hospitals and doctors in the last year than I had with my son um helping him, you know, transition mm-hmm. than I have in my entire life put together. and My kids weren't even born in a hospital, so right. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, the, the pathologization right, right. Of, right of being trans is, 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 is so overwhelming, and a lot of parents aren't going to accept this because they think their children are too young, um, or they're not going to accept their, um, their child bringing home, you know, a same-sex partner. In high school, like as a as a date, and so they they hide. Right. We need to support the parents to help them understand their children, and so that they don't feel alone in trying to make these decisions for their kids that are um, really scary.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: and it's really yeah. scary. This is, great. this is a great discussion, but we have to take a music break now. So we will be right back.
4: Your mind, the reason you're alive, know it all comes with time. Tell me what you want to be, tell me what you say.
2: Welcome back to Blooming Out. Uh, let's um, you were listening to Solomon, and the song is Dreams. Let's pick up where we left off. So we were talking over the little music break about how another aspect of of support for parents is uh, n- that parents seem to need is um, reassur- reassurance. You know, mm-hmm. other voices around them uh, to help bounce ideas off and get ideas, and and what you know there there's so much. Uh, Fear uh, by parents about, you know, are their kids going to be okay? You know, how does this look? We're in rural Indiana. You know, what what's, um, how do you navigate this with family? How do you navigate it with, with the school? Um, with, you know, just <laughs> with your kid, how do you explain this? How do you mm-hmm. relate to them? So um, that's a, another uh, a really important part is for parents to have a place to come And uh, and and share, and to um, uh, hear others and have community. Mm -hmm. So,
3: in my experience, I mean, I think a lot of parents want to be accepting, and they're you know they're open to it, but they just don't know the terminology, they don't know the history, they don't know what it means, um, and they don't know what everything entails. Like that's how my parents are. Like my mom, she's always like, well, there's just so much. Terminology, I just don't know, and I'm like, you know, but make an effort to learn it, you know, sure. and that's and that's important for you know for us to have an organization like this that can help parents understand and and connect with their kids more.
0: But even as a member of the community, I get confused because right. things change all the time, right, right, and so you they have do. to keep the dialogue going. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you learn something and then you find
5: out it's
0: wrong or changed or evolved, and that's okay. Yes, but, my son
5: has educated me yes. um, quite a yeah. lot, right? Because things that I thought were, like I thought I was like, ooh, I'm using the queer umbrella, right? right. Like, I was <laughs> queer, I'm like. And, I know exactly uh, what you're talking <laughs> about. And then, uh, then I the of these, I'm like, are you, are you pan? No, I'm poly, what's poly? Like, right, I, know. Exactly. I like, that every was... little thing has its own designation. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he uh, sometimes acts like I'm kind of stupid because I'm like not up with the new terminology. Exactly. Like, uh, okay i get that all I'll,
0: the time too except that i'm old from my kids you know what i mean and they're <laughs> very hip to everything you know what i mean and yeah well maybe and,
2: maybe we should have you know like meetings where some of the kids come in and then police us and you know teach us about the proper terminology i like, don't like, oh, like the no, word no.
0: police but okay <laughs> right instruct us maybe i love the band
5: so are they gonna sing their instruction like with ooh, can that? we make them do that? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, my I mean, daughter's just discovered idea. glee. And then we can call him the gender uh, police. Yeah. <laughs> um, my son loves glee. Yeah, my son loves Glee. Yeah, he's watched every episode. Yeah,
2: I'm hearing every episode on off an iPad. So that's a <laughs> yeah. A, I'm like that doesn't go on the big screen. I can't deal with that much drama. So
5: <laughs> yeah, we were I, talking just yesterday about the the death of Finn and of um, mm-hmm. what was the other guy who was way too old to Puck? play his part. Puck. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was a whole mess. How, I know, right? Look how quickly you knew exactly who I yeah. was talking about. He was like forty years old and playing like, a
0: teenager in high school. And I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. Right. You know, oh, you're not a gleek? No.
2: Mm-hmm. Is that what I, they call them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Is <that> right? yes. <laughs> yes. So I wasn't up on the
5: terminology. Now you are because yeah. I have no, I'm cool. I've sung it. No,
0: I'm <laughs> Oh, you're a singer too. I am not. Oh. Um, so, your first meeting is going to be on January 30th? Yes. But let's make sure that uh, people know where and when. <laughs>
5: yes. <laughs> so, January 30th from 6 to 8 p.m., it's a potluck.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so you you don't, have to bring something. You don't
5: have to. You are you welcome to. We're thinking that <laughs> breaking bread if you don't together want the other parents is parents to talk about you. Breaking bread together is a good community builder, right? right. Yes. And and this is a real informal meeting. It's informational. It's a gathering like what are what do people want to talk about? What what do you what are the needs of, of the community? Um, and then we'll base our future meetings and presenters and topics based on like community interest and need, and let the community drive what what we're doing. Um, so January 30th, 6 to 8 p.m., you can come late, you can leave early, it's okay, come meet us, come share. Um, and it's at 2620 North Walnut Street. And it's in an office building, just go to the front door, we'll be out there, there'll be signs. Um, it's across, it's in the same parking lot, like in the same building complex as the furniture exchange. Yeah,
4: okay.
0: Okay. What day of the week is the 30th? It's a Wednesday. Wednesday, great. Yeah.
5: Yep. Okay. Wednesday 6 to 8. And so we, you know, we kind of decided families can come too. This is like mm-hmm. a, it doesn't just have to be the parents. It's like anybody you come bring your family, bring so you your friends, bring your, your kids. kids. Absolutely.
2: Don't, don't leave your kids at home alone unless, right. you know,
5: you're right. done with that. So we <laughs> yeah, so we we chose the the potluck style since it's around dinner time and mm-hmm. if people you are tran- transitioning from work to home and, you know, first meeting, let's break bread. You don't have to bring anything. We're not trying to exclude anybody who doesn't have enough food to share with everybody. Right. It's all fine. Just if you want to share something, do. If mm-hmm. not, we will share with you and be happy. Yeah,
0: well, that's great. I'm very excited that you're doing this. Great, you're I mean. gonna come. Very exciting. well. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I just put it down, and if I, if love it. I'm free, I would love to come.
5: I hope that you are free. Okay. I do We'd too, to, actually.
0: I need, I need you guys. Freedom. I really do. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I didn't think that I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. thought that I was cool.
2: Well, you are.
0: Yeah. I am, you but are. nobody knows Above it. Above a certain so, age so, yeah.
2: demographic,
5: yeah. <laughs> but I heard you have kids. Two, yeah. Right? How old are they? Uh,
0: 21 and 26.
5: And Okay, so they're grown. So maybe it's not the same age. But they're not. They're not. <laughs> just not okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not. <laughs> oh, I, I understand.
0: That. We, we can talk about that off air. I, they don't. They don't I, want me to talk about them on the radio.
5: I understand. that. you, <laughs>
0: just, you just failed. I did. Yeah.
2: Um, but no, I, I I would love for for, you know, parents from all across of LGBT kids from all across Bloomington to come, and um, beyond Bloomington and too. Beyond Bloomington, I mean,
5: Yeah, um, Spencer's Unionville. got your own, so you can. I mean, mm-hmm. you're still welcome, Spencer. Like, yes. come, come join us. Uh, Kathy Wyatt, I will probably be joining us, and she's a regional director, and she's in Spencer. Um, we're not excluding anybody, right? Right. Just no. Come, come, come share with us. Come meet up, find out what we have
2: to uh, offer, and offer of yourselves or just suggestions come for the cookies and ideas, and yeah, or come for the cookies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Every, everybody's <laughs> going to bring desserts, I'm sure,
5: right? Like a 12-step meeting. We're going to have coffee and cookies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so diabetic it's that's not fair do um, they have
2: sugar free cookies
5: I'll make sure that there's some sugar free gluten free <laughs> uh, allergen free free range I mean they're gonna be made out of cardboard yeah you can eat those right
2: <laughs> I don't know too bad the Girl Scouts won't be ready for this meeting the Girl Scout cookies
5: <laughs> <laughs> but maybe for the third meeting maybe so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a fundraiser
5: um yeah oh by the way let's just mention this we're we're not um, people like is a dues um paying organization, mm-hmm. but we are not going to take dues. Um, we're not going to require dues. Um, so we're going to apply for grants and we're going to ask for donations to cover dues, but we don't want anybody to be excluded. Right. Um, anybody mm-hmm. can be a member That's so generous. That's just so awful. that, I mean, well, it's, we don't it's, want anybody to feel like they can't participate if yeah. they have a need. So we'll find other ways to cover our national dues. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're not out to make money. This is a nonprofit right. and we'll find other ways to, to fill that. Do's gap for anybody yeah. so that they can come be, a, a, you know, right, be supportive and be supported and well, ask questions and advocate for their kids.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we're welcoming members. of
5: of everyone. So yeah,
2: yeah.
5: Thank you so much for the opportunity to share about this. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so everybody. much for being on the show. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I'm so happy
5: to finally get you on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but it's time to be out of time again. So thank you to TL Jordan for coming by and all that she has done for the community. Thank you. Haven't
5: done much yet, but hopefully we will together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ireland Meacham.
0: Blooming Out was produced by Frankie Preslaff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fitch- Fisher is our engineer. Blooming Out's community liaison is Alex Ashkin. Our interns are Jasper Tony, Ireland Meacham, and Yin Lee. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson.
2: And I am still not Frankie Preslaff. But remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from our Blooming Out family.
1: You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs
0: Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ Plus News and Public Affairs program.
1: You can hear this and other programs online at wfhb.org.
0: Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at wfhb.org.
1: That is bloomingout at wfhb.org. And thank you for listening.
0: Remember this is what I'm about Gotta stand up and I gotta be proud And I gotta remember this is what I'm about And
4: what about being that girl?